Greetings, everyone. Ronnie Landis here, and welcome to another episode of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show. I'm also the founder of the Holistic Health Mastery Certification Course. You can find more information about that at holistichealthmastery.com. And I also want to take this moment to share one of the most extraordinary nutritional product slash natural supplements that I've ever come across. It's a product from a company called Ojai Energetics. And my friend William Clyden is one of the world's leading experts and visionaries when it comes to all things hemp and specifically CBD rich hemp oil. And the product that he came out with recently in the last year or two years is a CBD product that is highly deliverable, it's highly absorbable, and it's highly potent. And it's a product that has blown me away. And I swear, at least every day it seems like somebody is messaging me on Facebook, somebody is sending me an email, somebody is cornering me in a health food store, and they're asking me where they can get the most potent and the most effective CBD-based products possible. And for a long time, I couldn't actually answer this this question because although there were a lot of CBD products out there, there weren't very many that I could hang my hat on as a recommendation because I just felt like energetically they weren't quite coherent. They weren't quite in resonance. There was something missing. They hadn't quite cracked the code, but Ojai Energetics has cracked the code on the CBD administering um, within the product that they've created. It it is incredible. And I have actually noticed shifts in my cognitive awareness, my neurological function, my ability to modulate my stress response, mood upliftment, anti-inflammatory properties. Everything that CBD is associated with is in this particular product from Ojai Energetics. So I want to put out a plug for them, and you can find this product. And they actually have a number of CBD-based products. They have a topical coconut oil-based product that drives the fat-soluble CBD compound directly into the epidermal layers of the skin. And then they have a sublingual product, which you just take as a dropper, and goes into the mucous membranes of your saliva and goes right into your bloodstream. You can find those products at highpotencycbd.com. Again, highpotencycbd.com. Enjoy that. Now, on with today's show. Today's guest is a very dear friend of mine, Honey Borden, and there's so much that could be said about who she is and the type of work that she does in the world, but I'll sum it up by saying that she is a transformation specialist and a very highly regarded spiritual guide, and the work she does is extremely unique among other let's just call it transformation coaches or spiritual messengers or educators. The work that she does is very, very nuanced, and she's going to talk a lot about where she gets quote-unquote downloads, or maybe a better way of saying it is communications from you know what you might call your higher self or our higher guides that 
are available to help guide us through what she would probably call the three-dimensional landscape of planet Earth. And this this episode kind of goes off the reservation, if you will, and goes into some incredible territory of you know, conscious awareness and being aware of all the different types of options on the menu board of the universe in which we can live our life and the way that we can live our life with radical optimism and spiritual clarity or spiritual sobriety. And one of the great things that she does um, that I get from her work and listening to her speak is that she reminds us how magnificent it is to be a human incarnated in these physical bodies and really brings in the deeper wisdom of the ancestors and uh, you know, the realization that we are not just our bodies. We do have physical bodies, but that's not who we are. And that's not really the essence of what we are. These bodies are merely biological instruments or they are like avatars. But what's inside these bodies is who we really truly are. It's our soul signature. And she does such a beautiful, she has a beautiful way of bridging some of the more esoteric um, or etheric concepts with the practical, grounded, day-to-day experience of living in this world and how to how to increase spiritual clarity in our life so we can both be grounded and lifted off. We can have our head in the clouds and our feet on the ground. I think you're going to enjoy this episode very much, and without further ado, Honey Borden. Enjoy. Honey Bee, known as the Spiritual Goddess, is an author, speaker, healer, galactic shaman, earth keeper, planetary grid worker, and an ascension guide for humanity who guides individuals to their own inner light and supernatural power within. Honey first awoke into the presence of divine light within the midst of a fatal car crash at the age of seven that eventually led her to her first published inspirational child's memoir called The Day I Became a Superhero. Later, she had a death experience that took her into the spirit realm, and she met the masters that passed on knowledge of the ancients to her and sent her back to Earth to fulfill her divine's calling. Both nationally and internationally recognized, Honey brings her esoteric and mystical teachings in workshops and retreats around the world, assisting individuals to their own inner holy temple and its connection to Gaia's heart and cosmic heart. In her private practice, Honey facilitates healings in advanced regressions and beyond, alignment to source, DNA code activations, alchemy ecstatic trance dance, ascended masters, and angelic reading, ancient alchemical sacred breath work, as well as ancient teachings of the sacred divine feminine. She is the founder of Perfect Health Institute in Maryland, as well as the founder of her own organic and toxic-free cosmetic line, Holco Life and Holco Girls Products. Ah, it's so with such pleasure and honor that I welcome on Honey Borden. Oh, thank you so much, Ronnie. Pleasure. It's a beautiful honor to be on this show with you on your podcast. Thank you. Absolutely. And I've been looking forward to this for some time now, starting the you know, starting this this podcast 
many months ago, but something has possessed me, so to speak, um, <laughs> to really like dive into the juiciest and most um, in-depth conversations with experts in all different fields, you know, relating to all the different fields of health, relating to lifestyle design, entrepreneurship, and spiritual awakening. And I think it's the perfect time for someone as amazing and activated as yourself to come on and share all the incredible insights you have for us. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate this platform, your podcast, that creates that space that gives us the opportunity to share things from multi-different level perspectives so we can all support each other in, in what we are serving here on Earth. So thank you so much, Ronnie. Absolutely. And one of the things that comes up for me when I read your your bio here is your near-death experiences. And it's something very fascinating to me, um, and it's definitely something that can go in many different directions. But one of the things that I have noticed in what we might term like the spiritual awakening or just what I, what I call our, you know, our transformation process mm-hmm. is that we have these moments in time that awaken us to a new set of possibilities for our life where before we may have been living in certain limitations that seemed comfortable, that seemed, um, you know, that we, we thought that we loved our life the way it was. And then we kind of get we kind of get shifted up right through a number of things. And I've heard this kind of thing with a lot of people where they've had a near death experience um, or the experience of actually crossing over for a glimpse in time. And that totally changes everything for their life. So I would love for you to share with all of us what that experience um, was like for you. Thank you. Thank you. You are absolutely correct, Ronnie, because, you know, we are here in this incarnation and we are going about doing, you know, what we think we should be doing, or sometimes we have glimpses of what we feel that is more aligned with what we're doing. But what happens is when we actually do have the experience of crossing over, and so we experience uh, our higher aspects, um, passing through the veil, one of the things that does happen is your whole DNA coding changes. That is very specific because when your DNA shifts, that means it updates to higher strands or strings of the DNA. There's more light and information available to you. Where there's light more and information, that means you, you begin to see things from a different perspective. It's like you sing through a different lens. And when you see through this greater lens, there are there are less limitations to that place because it's much more expanded. So um, I say it's it's in the magnetic field. You really tap into the magnetic field and the electricity that just is fully expanded. So uh, one of the things is actually um, you don't have fear because fear is the one thing that holds us back in this life living our true divine nature, our true essence, our true light. That is always held back. But when you do cross over, because you experience the highest light of love, it's like pure ecstasy. It's, it's this incredible love we've never really experienced on earth until we cross over. We get to experience our true nature, which is just pure light and it's pure joy, pure resonance of exhilaration. So once we taste, just even tasting that, 
when we're sent back, our whole perspective changes. And, and I feel like it's like this, that like you're driving on a highway and somehow you take exit and you kind of get lost in the exit for a little while. And then you're trying to find ways and it's somehow foggy and what have you. But uh, when you get back on the highway, you are on the highway, you are in that vehicle, you are behind the driver. There's nothing stopping you. And that's what happens for those of us who cross over. And I feel... I feel that um, it all depends if you've had a full experience crossing over who you have met. For those of us who've met with like the, you know, the masters and we've had quite a bit of information exchange, there's a sense of a relaxation in us when we're sent back and there's a, there's a very clear direction. We're very clear in what needs to be fulfilled. So there's much less wasted energy if so-called we want to call it. Not that there's energy wasted, but it's just on and, um, you know, we don't mess around. We just get to the work, whatever needs to be done and fulfill this uh, great divine plan or the calling. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And, Yes, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna. I was just gonna ask when. Um, I know what you mean, or I know for me what that that term, the divine within, what that means for me. But a lot of people may not have adopted that kind of um, that language. We have all kinds of language to describe the presence of God, if you will, and sure. these ideas of a higher nature, a higher energy that kind of guides us towards our true, our true self, um, you know, for everyone listening, could you, could you unpack that, that idea of, uh, the divine or divine presence? Sure. Thank you so much. Um, so, uh, you know, I work, I work quite a bit with in, in the healing sessions, uh, that I do. One of the healing sessions that I do is, uh, quantum healing hypnosis therapy and which is the advanced level that I was trained with Dolores Cannon. So in this movie, take individuals into the past life. One part of it is the past life experience. The other part of it, we call up on the person's highest self to come through them and speak through that person. Now, most of us individuals are not aware. We are very physically focused, so that way we, we, we feel like this physical body is it. We, we're not aware of our highest self, that higher presence within us. And so um, the higher self is there and it's the encompassing of all. And then we have this eternal sun or the eternal light, if you want to call it, or that divine essence. It has, of course, many different names and um, many different um, ways through so-called religion have been trying to capture it. But when an individual has their own direct experience, it is a, a place of direct knowing there is no confusion within it. There's this highest presence that's connected to everything. It, it is within the existence of all. There's a oneness energy. There's no longer separation. And once we taste that, we recognize this vessel or this borrowed body that we are in. It's just an extension of that eternal light. And then each other person, the other individuals, also that same presence or the animals or the plants or the flowers, anything that has life form in it is an extension part of that. So within that, that's like this light that resists within us. And in science, we've been able to recognize that 
from within our actually atomic structure, our cellular membrane. Um, like, you know, we have the positively charged ions and they have negatively charged ions. And within that negatively charged ions, we have, because that's electricity, we have, we have this rainbow spectrum in there. And that also is that, that profound light particle. So, you know, we are light beings in this incredible condensed vessels and it's carrying that that incredible eternal light within us so we can always find our way back home. And I always refer to that it's through the heart that you find your way back home because there is a inside your heart chakra, it, it's actually inside your heart there is a space that is so illuminated and that's why it's placed there so that you can always through your own sound, your own light, you can always find your way back home to the eternal light. Mm. And those that we have crossed over, we've experienced the light, we have shifted because now we carry that even at a higher spectrum within us that connects us to everything else. There's no separation any longer. Hmm. Yeah, this this is really powerful. I'm reminded by... um, the teachings of people like James von Prague, mm-hmm. who um, is a very famous psychic medium, and, and yes. I'm really fascinated when I listen to these accounts of of the stories and the commonalities of people that have experienced that crossover, and it's it always seems to be the same sensation or the same um, insight that comes through is that um, the moment of crossing over. There is this this like ba- they're bathed in this this luminous light and yes. there's no there's no density there's no separation it's like you can only really like um, you know really get that if you've if you've consciously engaged in certain meditation where you feel that inside of yourself like all your anxiety and fear and all those things that keep us divisioned from one another and from the earth all that kind of dissolves and so that that's something i'm very fascinated with because um i've definitely um been in bouts with my own mortality and Mm -hmm. and the desire to leave a legacy and a lot of that was originally generated in me um you know, I, I think from the idea that I was scared not to do great things in the world because I didn't know when my time would be up. So I felt like this lingering anxiety that I had to write books. I had to I had to go out and, you know, kind of make my mark on the world because uh, I was essentially afraid of of death, which I found was actually really just me being afraid of living fully in the Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Ronnie, because that's exactly it. That is exactly it. And I can really speak to that and relate to that as well. Um, You know, we we live in a society, Ronnie, that does not support or has not supported our spiritual gifts. And one of the things that I always speak about in my public speaking events is that this idea of we are on a spiritual path, that I actually laugh at that because there's a spiritual <laughs> path. You are living your spiritual essence. You already are spirit. So there is no path. You're being alive in this mm. fabulous 
representation, this fabulous vessel. So there is no path, it just is. There's this encompassing oneness. This omnipresence is already there. But the thing is, because our society, this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap this around in a couple of different ways. I like to add just because I'm very passionate about this area. The Earth has a reputation in the cosmos that it's a very, very dense planet. And we certainly see this here. So those of us, all 7 billion of us that have incarnated to take it body and come to Earth, we are considered very, very brave souls to be here to take part in transformational energy in the planet, which however way we're here. Some of us are here to clean karma. Some of us here part of the soul evolution. Some of us are here to directly take part of the ascension. There are many different parts that we're taking. But the thing is, it's been set up to be so dense so difficult, so that way the soul can really expand. And the whole point of it is to come in, to go through a lot of challenges and difficulties so you can resurrect in that place. That means come to move the energy from the density into light to bring that true aspect of yourself and live it, not to ascend out of your body, but ascend to your highest self and then descend that energy down to earth and share it with everything left to everyone. But one of the things is our spiritual gifts, such as a lot of psychic mediumship, our voyance, cognizance, or like clairaudience and all of that, or auditory, has not been supported. Such as myself, you know, Ronnie, as a child, I would see beings go in and out of the walls. I was always speaking with angels. There was so much stuff happening, but my parents just did not know what to do with this. And they were, um, you know, it, it was a lot of difficulty in school or difficulty, especially a lot happened after my first experience in that fatal car crash. And so I was forced to shut things down. And like you said, sort of like, shut, sort of like hide my light and not be able to feel comfortable to be me and then try to like be forced to be inside a prison inside of me because I, it was not safe for me to be me for years and years and years. So a lot of us are holding back for our life because we really are not afraid of our death, of our darkness. We're really afraid of our life because that light has no barrier, has no limitation, has no, it's so Banded and it opens the door to everything. It has zero fear in it. And that's why when you live from the heart, you're totally free and you have nothing, nothing stops you because um, you're so tuned into your truth, your inner being, your divine nature, your, your inner nature that is connected to all the other realms and the cosmos and everything else and this very, very expanded place. But we have to do break through those fears, like you said, to be able to then radiate our light. A lot of times we've been trying to do things from the limited place, like from so-called ego or the head or the mind, but that's not sustainable, that's exhausting work because it's not natural. But when you come in from that extreme essence of your natural song of your heart, it's very grounded. There is no ego here. It's because it's connected to everything else. And you cannot do harm here at all because you're connected to everything else. It's very responsible, Rani. And you shine the light then 
brightly, not because of that, because you know your true nature. Mm. Mm. You mentioned a, you mentioned a great word. You said it is responsible. And this has been coming up for me more and more is the, the, you know, when I think of the principles that, uh, how should I say, I think of, uh, quote unquote, the spiritual principles to guide our life and the, the things that would actually be necessary to create more harmony in the world. It's actually very logical. It's actually, it's a certain level of simplicity of principles that, would be required to guide us towards the action steps required for world peace um, and all these things that we overly complicate and we oftentimes will be overwhelmed by the, the, uh, the feeling of. So we, we in turn, we give our power away to somebody else because mm-hmm. it's simply overwhelming because in a lot of ways we're overcomplicating the simple principles that of, you know, being kind to people, for example, like I was talking with a friend of mine before I got on this call about this idea that no matter what kind of disguise somebody shows up in, they wear a mask of anger or frustration or resentment, that person doesn't have the ability to carve themselves out of my heart. They don't have that power. Therefore, I can I even if I'm frustrated or I'm annoyed, so to speak, I can still hold a space within my own presence that I can see that they're wearing a mask based on their their experience or the story that they tell themselves. And that's what I think of when I think of self-responsibility is that I am responsible for my own the energy that I emit in the space that I hold independent of the situation that I'm, I'm witnessing. So um, with that said, I'd love to discuss from your perspective, how important is it as, for all of us to adopt an attitude of self-responsibility for all the areas of, in our lives? Wow. Well, you know, you, you touched upon something very huge, Ronnie, and deep gratitude for uh, what you brought up. This sense of, uh, this sense of responsibility comes from the highest practice, discipline of self-love. When we really dive in this space, the responsibility is great because it is very simple, my dear. It's very simple. When we are in that space of the highest level of self-love, we recognize we are part of creation as one. So then our steps become very responsible, particularly our step towards our dear brothers and sisters, our family members, our, you know, Mother Earth. Everything becomes very simple. And the mind, our divine mind, is connected to our divine heart. And a lot of our challenges and difficulty with that complication you're referring to is because we have been a mind-driven society operating from the mental body. Even our meditation is from mm-hmm. mental body. It's very frustrating and exhausting. Like I've been in the meditation practice for 24 years. I've been teaching a number of years. 
just about always, the second people know I'm a meditation teacher, the first thing they say, I can't meditate. Of um, course, because they're trying to do it from the mental body, and it's exhausting. <laughs> but when you relax, it's, of course, because we, we are so bombarded in the mental body, we don't need any more of it. As we relax into that, you know, heart space, everything is simple. The words are simple. You know, you know how, like, for example, when two individuals sit in front of each other's presence and they whisper, it's because their hearts are very close. Mm. But if you speak loudly in America, very loud, everything's loud, right? Mm. Because our hearts are not near each other. It's all from the head. Ah, it's loud. So one of the one of the things is as we get more into our heart space, we start operating from the divine mind. So and and from the divine mind, it's connected to all. So there's no separation again. I feel a lot of this is the head and the heart. The head and that challenge between head and the heart creates a lot of the problems. But as it integrates, then it no longer is in is in separation. It becomes harmonized. And and the practice of self discipline. Self-love becomes a mastery. And speaking of mastery, Ronnie, my darling, this incarnation, this is no incarnation, like how you say, kindergarten, earth. It is a mastery school. Mm -hmm. So any area in which we are striving to really sort of hone it and be able to balance and harmonize it is part of our mastery level in there. Whether mastery is compassion, which is a very high-level mastery level to be able to do that. Mastery of patience, mastery of love. These are very high attributes of our highest level of existence, being able to be in these vessels. And these vessels, because then we're clearing we're clearing the the held back energy of incarnations and incarnations and incarnations, which in this incarnation we've come to sort of like, I feel there's a whole bunch of us that agreed to come in this incarnation and sign up for every lesson, every <laughs> trauma, every every drama. I feel like I'm one of them. In the soul plane, it's like, yes, let me go ahead. I'm going to do that one, that one, that one. Yes, sign me up for that one. I'm going to get this one down. Like, this is the ultimate mastery level. Mm. And you know, and part of it is we're then put in this position to keep clearing the field, clearing the field, so that way we can really rise from mm. our ashes and be that profound diamond body, which is very clear. There's no, there's no, how do you say, like obstacle or anything in there. You just mm. shut up the laser, and that's very important. That diamond body, because on the planet right now, you know, we've had the waves of indigo children coming and then the crystals and the rainbows and now from the 2015 end of 2015 and beyond is this wave of the diamond children coming in they're very very powerful beings coming onto the planet to take part of the huge transformation or energy as Gaia is moving to her upper body and so we have to clear this debris within our own essence so naturally, you put in positions to practice those patience, those compassion, and see beyond, and which is quite the mastery level, which is that Christed heart, that golden, incredible, golden sacred heart taking over. Mm. 
That's beautiful, and it's so it's so powerful. And for everyone listening, um, I can't possibly interpret what is coming up for people listening to this. I can only guesstimate. Um, but one of the things I feel is important to as a as a uh, a clarification or, or of some sort for everyone listening is that what what we're essentially talking about is the process that is happening on the planet right now and and we hear about this kind of thing a lot that there's an acceleration in the geomagnetic electric field of the earth and it's bringing up a lot of or it's fine-tuning our own electric field or our nervous system and we're becoming more sensitive as human beings and we're becoming awakened um so to speak and one thing i want to point out that's come to me very recently in relation to this conversation is that each human being is part of this Nobody is actually an extra. I, you know, I think it's funny, honey. I actually, I used to, I used to have this assumption because I couldn't understand why people operated a certain way. You know, I, I kind of would call it parasite consciousness. Like I couldn't understand why a race of people would actually deplete their own resources in order to create like, I don't know, paper or buildings or, or styrofoam or something. I was like, the only way that I can understand this is from the perspective of a parasite, like it, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but now I, you know, with a little more compassion, I realized that, um, there's no extras, you know, I used to, that was the point I was trying to make is that I used to think like, well, some people just have to be extras, right? Like they just cert- like extras in the movie, and that's a very self-centered kind of egocentric kind of perspective. Um, but then I, I've started to realize, like you know what, there is no extra, so to speak. Each person built within their incarnation has the seeds of genius and brilliance within them, and there's just all these layers and stories that are insulating them from that divine birthing of uh, what we call genius or, you know, again, just that, that awakening to who we really are. Um, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I'm really glad you said this. Thank you so much because that takes that higher consciousness to recognize that, Ronnie, because when we do go, you know, there, there is a tendency to judge and all of that. But what is very important as we, again, I feel like when we have had this, um, these sort of mystical experiences or being able to cross over or being able to be in very deep meditations we've been able to experience the higher aspect of ourselves, our perspective changes because, again, that compassion coming in, we recognize, wow, exactly, there is no extra. Everyone is part of the divine plan. Everyone is part of it. There is no mistake. And so one of the things that the masters have been able to explain to me, it all has to do with our car, that DNA that has been from these 12 strands of DNA that we have had, you know, we have been operating from just two strands for the longest time, for eons and eons, you know. Then we slowly been through these alignments, more light quotients coming into the planet, you know, this going through this awakening experience as Gaia has been shifting her energy field so that way she ascends higher to the fourth dimensional, you know, essence and higher. So we have been getting updated and updated through the magnetic field, through the you know, solar threads coming and updating. But what's happening within our own DNA codes is we're moving from carbon-based DNA to the crystalline-based DNA. But that takes a process. 
And sometimes we have these pockets of like bliss and like clarity, but then we're back again in the carbon or like the confusion because it hasn't become, if you look at a carbon, it's dark charcoal, it's not ready yet. But when that, then there's not enough that pressure, then it turns into diamond, it becomes very clear. So that is happening, it's a dance and it takes a while. And I feel those of us who have been able to transcend, transfigure and be able to transmute those, those um, emotions within ourselves and being able to expand further it is extremely, extremely important to be able to operate from a place of compassion for and, 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 and anchor deeply in that light so that we can assess others to lead the way. And this is very important with compassion. I keep referring back to that because that's that crystal slide, that's crystal's heart. When you feel that, you can no longer judge, my dear. It's very difficult to judge. You just hold this space because you recognize you have gone through it. And it's kind of like that bridge. You've come to the other side, and but you're not going to go over there, hold the hand and bring it. You stay that side. You're like, come over here. It feels much better. Look, we can see a whole lot better here. And you'll experience it yourself. And to remember that all of these, that magnificence, that intelligence, that brilliance, that gloriousness, that grace is within every single human being. And, and, and Gaia creates the transformational energy, the clearing through her nature, right, in these pockets of areas. And you know, because it has to, energy has to clear. Just like we go through our own inner tsunami, you know, volcano, like, I don't know, earthquake with some of these uh, alignments because we keep clearing, clearing, so we become lighter and lighter. And that way, the whole point is to live in harmony with our sacred Mother Earth. So our walk is the walk of beauty in Mother Earth. We make choices from our limited perspective and we do harm to our great mother because we have forgotten. But as we awaken to our light of love within, we are able to remember. And that remembering is through our expanded DNA codes because everything is already in there. We are a perfect vessel of divine light, that spark that created itself. So there's really no fixing here. All it is, we've been programmed and conditioned to be in separation, but even that has been part of the plan, so that way we can come out of it, come out of that matrix, and be able to live our true essence in here. And um, there is a beauty, there's a perfection in so-called imperfection, I feel. Mm. Mm. Yes. Um so I can anticipate potentially the people listening to this and the people that I've found that that have tuned into my work and have tuned into this podcast in particular are an eclectic group of uh, you know seekers and people that are on their own personal hero's journey and uh, that are really doing the deep inner work and really trying to, uh, you know, trying to bring a lot of these, these, these principles into their lives in a very real and, and grounded way. And, you know, I think of movies like the secret and some of those great things that have been put out into the conscious sphere. And I also know that with that, there's been a lot of practical confusion 
among yeah. people where they think that they just need to think about a car and then they're going to they're going right. to attract a car as if the car really means anything to their soul. Right. And so what I want to kind of I want to bring here in this conversation is for people that are that that are really resonating with this and are curious how can we, how can they materialize in their own lives, um, the, the visions that they carry in the heart, the wisdom that you're teaching, how can we take these principles and practically, um, you know, actually create in our lives? Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Because it's very important what you said. So one of the first things that I will address is this, again, to go back to that uh, responsibility. When we are diving in this space, one of the first things that happens is you let go and you let go and you let go of material. You let go of a lot of material because that's what's been holding you very, how do I want to say, more like hostage and because it's been the attachment to it. So the key is the attachment um, to be free from it. You are a constant creator. doesn't matter. Your thoughts, when you do minding, it materializes. But a lot of times we've been minding things to materialize from our limited place just for our personal um, needs, very limited. You know what I mean? Not expanded. But when you're able to tune into the heart field behind it, but it's, from the highest good of me, for the highest good of the planet, you're able to tap into that entire energy field. And again, it becomes very responsible because you're not going to be like, I feel so limited, I need a car with this. You don't even operate from that place anymore, Ronnie. So what I'm referring to, again, it goes back to quite a mastery level. It begins with, it begins with a lot of self-love. And this you know, I appreciate, for example, you really focus on that holistic wellness, that, 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 the holy temple, that physical body. So what you're putting into this incredible instrument, this incredible gift, when we really view it from a holy temple, we start operating differently, what we're putting in it. So as a result, the actions of or like the emotions that we allow to enter or the interactions we will have or being able to allow our mental field to engage with certain things. So we, we become really cognizant of our five different bodies, the physical, the emotional, the mental, the etheric and spiritual bodies, and we no longer live from just one physical. We start expanding the field to all of them. We begin nourishing all of them. And it's from that place of self-love that expansion is very responsible. So what we are creating, it creates, it's always for the highest good of all. Because again, it's not for the separation. You see what I mean? It's not like mm-hmm. just a limited, I just want this car. Okay, is this car? No problem. It's here to generate whatever you want. You are able to materialize things because ultimately it's alchemy. We're able to alchemize things very quickly. Left and right, we create things. But we're like taking, you know, we're like throwing bombs at because of our thoughts, how quickly we are, you know, throwing things. And we create harm with it. So when, but when we come back to that place of self-love, I always bring it back to that. From that golden heart of yours, you become very responsible. Then you don't, you don't consume and consume and consume. You're like, is this necessary for me? Is this necessary for the highest good? Am I going to create more harm by demanding this, or am I going to be part of a solution? 
Mm. You see what I mean? That's a very different level of consciousness because we are a consumer society and we, we, you know, we, our energy has been given to the magazines, to the media, to music industry, to what have you, to keep consume, consume, consume. So we've been living in separation. And part of it is because we're not in the natural state. But when we come back to nature, like even Kauai, you know, when we come to true nature, we begin to remember our nature. And that natural state, which is a loving nature, consumes very little. We recognize how little we need. We don't, we use, we use the power of alchemy and creation for the highest good. So it goes back to our serving our greater mission because all of us inside know we, we come here to do something good. Somewhere inside we have had the feeling, but it hasn't been clear because we haven't been in the natural state, bless you. But when we come to our natural state, we begin to co-create properly, in alignment, in harmony, in unity. Hopefully that will make a lot of sense in what I'm referring to. Mm, No, it's absolutely pinpoint accurate from my perspective. And it it really makes me think of this this concept is that we have been convinced that we are consumers, but in truth, we are creators. And when we get into the essence of creativity, that's when all that, that natural energy flows through us that that intrinsically is for the good of all people right exactly. we're not we're not we're not i look at it like most people that are in relationships oftentimes are in a vending machine relationship where they're trying to put something in and get something out as a transaction right. opposed to naturally giving because that's genuinely what they want to do and they're not um they're not uh quote unquote, um, attached in a way to reciprocating something of a perceived value in relation to what they're giving, right? So it's not this tick for tack kind of thing. It's a natural flow of of energy that, that wants to, that wants to emerge through us. Exactly, Ronnie, because what happens, this is all goes back to your chakras, it goes back to your DNA. When your chakras are aligned, you are juicy, you are all your fluids are flowing in you and this vibrance is just moving all through you and you're in your total wholeness. And from that place, because you're overflowing with this river of so-called love, the natural state, we are, because that's where we are, that light of love within us, you have, you can't help yourself but to give because you're going to explode. You have so much of it. It just runs through it. You can't contain it. So there's never expectation of, oh, receiving back. It just naturally does. Yes. But when we're given from a place of limited, we're exhausted. And that's often from our mental field. We're just giving because we want, we, it needs to match. It needs to match. And that's not it at all. It's the highest, the highest gift is in that giving we first receive. It's like, oh, like the ultimate bliss. And so when we're able to be in our own natural, you know, this this movement of our incredible um, state of harmony inside our entire chakra, all 22 chakras aligned within us, we're able to be able to share so much with everyone and lift everything. And, and it's, it, again, it requires very little fuel because you're just tapped 
into it. It's very little requirement. You also consume less food. You consume less things because you don't rob Mother Earth's resources in any way. You are high from the natural bliss that's already within you. You don't use outside stimuli. Mm. You're in that because you created in the eye of perfection already. You see, if we give this, if we just give ourselves the opportunity to be in awe of the magnificence and grace that is within us, we are able to truly, truly live differently. And I and I say this with much compassion with how difficult it was for me to surrender in this space, Rani. Very much, very difficult to surrender to truly love myself the way divine loves me. And the masters have been on me, like, when are you going to surrender? When? And they've said, they're like, you and your team, your, your friends, you all are givers, you're healers, you're powerful ones. However, the amount you give to others, you have very little for yourself. Why? So I have had to sit in that space. There was last year it was uh, December first, not this year, this year, the year before. They sent me on twenty one days of stillness and silence running. So I can re I have to have my entire foundation be reset on the diamond frequency. It was I would be on thirteen to fifteen hours of sleep for twenty one days silence. I had to do nothing to grow, allow myself to fully grow into the love spectrum that they were referring to. Because I thought among all of my healer friends and all that, I was the one who was really taking care of myself. I wasn't right. I was not to the level that they were showing me. Because they had shown, in order for you to fulfill your divine work, you're going to have to grow into this. You're going to have to become humbled by how loved you really are. And allow this. Mm. That's such a powerful, powerful insight. Yeah, because we have not, you know, we're looking to share this profoundness with another in another human form. We constantly, we talk about relationships, we're constantly looking for that because that's on the outside is what we're really deeply seeking within. And then, of course, we've had all these barriers in every way that has blocked us from really just sitting in that space, sitting in the space of we are divine nature. We are love. We come from love and go back to love. That was the one experience I had when when I crossed over Rani. I'm a mother in this incarnation, as you know, and everything for me is my children first. But even the love of my children couldn't touch like 1% of the ultimate ecstasy of bliss and love I experienced when I died in my natural form. I was like... And the exorcist like, oh, like, I can't wait till I return back to this thing. Not that I'm going to say people taking themselves out, but like, you know, when, when you're on that side and you go and you're in the presence of your own life, it's like, wow, this is what it is. Mm. And, you know, and on earth, oh, since I was a kid, I was always looking for that. Where is that love? Why is it missing here? Where is it? I know it. Because somewhere inside of us, it is, and when we're in the presence, sometimes with another that really opens up to love, we get scared. We get scared, we push it back. 
Because we are afraid of that love that touches us because it transforms everything. And it makes you let go of everything that you thought. And so we have the attachments we don't allow. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, But when you are able to sit with it, it opens the door to everything. When you are able to allow yourself to fully be loved by you, but really love you. You transcend, and then the doors of infinite possibility opens because it's already there. You don't have to do struggle. You don't have to do anything. You just tap into it. It's right there. And, and our intellectual mind would not understand this until their experience is there. Then it's like, oh, wow. Then it becomes humble. It's mm. a direct experience. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's amazing. And there's so much that comes up out of that. And, you know, what I'm thinking of and also looking at the time that we have together, you know, a lot of people would be surprised to know how many dances around the sun that you've done in this in this life. Uh, and, um, you know, judging by how amazingly radiant and beautiful and youthful you are on all levels. And that brings me into this this question that I want to ask you. You know, after it's all said and done, we've done all the supplements, we've done all the, the diets and the, the different things of that nature. At the end of the day, what do you think the real fountain of youth in life is? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this juicy question you asked, Ronnie. I love it. I love it. Brilliant. I love your brilliance. Yeah, you know, we really just have today, Ronnie. We just have today. At the end of the day, so we are functioning from putting the supplements. We're functioning from doing this. Just so much doing, 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 doing. The youth, that fountain of youth is just being. Can we sit in the being of our own deliciousness so we can embrace others and everything and everyone? Mm. It's in our breath. Can we take conscious, really, not because we want to gain something out of it, not because we want to lose weight, not because we want to create it. Can we just breathe consciously and just because we're grateful, Mm. simple, and just gratitude Mm. of the beauty, you know, that we are in the presence of grace. I'm attuned to that because, you know, I really live really just today because I've crossed over and I know how precious this incarnation is. And I know this is my last human incarnation. They have told me, and I also do know how many times around the sun I have been, not just this lifetime, how many earth incarnations I've had here, Rani. And uh, so it's been about fulfilling this. And in this moment, in this now, it's all about this temple becoming the golden temple. So to carry the highest light of love inside of it. So I can see through the lens of love in everything. So I cannot, so I may not judge. And on the day that I judge, I sit back in that breath and reflection and find power in it to go higher and again see through the reflection of light through compassion. Mm. Because I feel compassion and empathy are very different things. Yes. Empathy, you don't have 
power in it. Compassion, you have tremendous power. And that power is not from the ego. It's from the heart. And you're able to assist profoundly through a lens of compassion. Mm. And that's a very different state of being. You know, in this level, you have also compassion for yourself, for all the choices you have made, because many choices we have made have just not been conscious. We have, and so there's a lot of shame, guilt inside our emotional body and our water element, which ties to Mother Earth's water energy. So that's why there's a lot of that tumultuous energy field but as we're clearing our emotional body one of the things is important to have compassion for ourselves through the trauma drama that we've experienced because because we've made choices that were from a place of not compassion not conscious because when you are in a land when you are operating from a place of compassion and consciousness you make very different choices so it is very important that forgiveness for ourselves first before you forgive anybody else you take the full responsibility yourself and when you take all of it yourself that's your freedom that's your liberation that's your total resurrection you see mm-hmm. and from there then choices are different. So from operating the business becomes different. Like, you know, I, um, in 2000, you know, my background is, is clinical therapy and counseling. I used to work with refugees in the back, in, in the back in the day and to assist them in many different ways. But I was always saddened because I knew they needed healing, but I was stuck in a model of counseling field that just really did not support them fully. And I can say it from this perspective, because I had to do diagnosis, send them to psychiatrists, and meanwhile, they just needed healing. But there's this model set up that was so constricted and was not really honoring them to the fullness, you see? So then from there, open up all these different things and operating business and expanding expanding that. and But still, I couldn't fully live in my 100% truth because there was a lot more earth attachment. I had to let go, let go, let go. Masters helped me with the archangels and and the higher councils. Let go, let go, let go. And so much I've had to let go so that I can become light enough and then live from a place that truly is a state of non-attachment, does not mean I don't care, is non-attachment so that way I can really fulfill my work without creating any more karma here on earth. Mm. You see, that's a very, that's that level of consciousness. So I can sit in the mm. presence of you and I have known each other and share this beautiful space and hold each other in the highest light and see and see each other and be seen and to uplift one another, bring all the energy forces together. But that requires to be in a lighter state. That means letting go. And that letting go is when you find your power. Mm. Yeah, and it makes it really makes sense on all levels that the lighter you're walking on the planet, the more room you have to move, the the more you can accelerate if you want to accelerate. You're you're liberated. You're not you're not weighed down and that weighing down that happens 
creates all kinds of stress hormones and breaks right. down the physical body and the, the structure of the brain because now we know science has correlated the mystic teaching. So now we live in a time where it's like it's actually completely obvious no matter how you look at the situation, <laughs> when you release these these um, these heavy, dense attachments that we all have built up over time, it frees us up in all ways, and yeah. we feel better in our body. Therefore, the, the self-healing physician in the body is able to do what it was designed to do without us infringing upon it through the mind. That's right. That's right. So this is so important you shared that, Ronnie, because... Um, I'll take this back to the meditation for a moment. One of the challenges over the years, people always told me they can't meditate. You know, it's because they feel like, so, you know, when I look at a person, I can see their whole field. I can see their five bodies. I can see their codes and codons in their bodies. And I can see into their body. So all of these I'm able to see, but particularly their auric field is very, very messy. And there's just a lot of stuck energy in there. So one of the things, no wonder they can't meditate. So when the physical, the physical vessel is very important that the proper alignment nature food is given to it so it can be in its natural state so it's not working so hard. Then the emotional body must be, you know, like welcome, must be respected and not denied so that that's functioning properly because otherwise then the mental body relaxes so it can do its magnificent imagination mm. dreaming, doing its wonderful things to create and then the etheric body being able to pull it through so there's all of these things are important but because we're often not in our natural state because of the buildings or the apartments or you know we're wearing work that doesn't support us doesn't you know doesn't you know, we go against ourselves. There's just taxing in our system constantly. But we have to start somewhere. And the food is a very important part of it. What you put on your body is incredibly part of it. So I feel like the personal care products, the food that remove the toxins from it, so that way you feel it's not so messy or dirty. You don't have to work so hard. And, you know, when I had my center, this was the part of it, like, Let's, okay, let's see. What are you going to put on your body? What are you putting into your body? Let's take care of your first vessel because once this is taken care of, it's much easier to connect with spirit. Mm-hmm. But when you're tasked, it's very difficult to connect with spirit because you're in a heavier density. Spirit is light. When you're eating light, light, it's so much easier to communicate. You're in this joyful It's just easy because everything is already there. So this is a very important part. Um, and I feel like, fortunately, there's a lot more consciousness now on the planet. There are a lot more individuals taking their power back, withdrawing from the matrix of control that's been placed, you know, or like um, how to do certain things. They're really pulling back to gain their power. There are all these incredible eco-conscious community growing, and those are all part of those, like when I do the planetary work, it's to activate the land so that way it can help prepare these higher, higher um, societies or higher, higher conscious um, equal living because it's much more um, in connection with the natural state, the natural rhythms of the pulse of Mother Earth. So we have very little to struggle through. We're in harmony, see, or we're in this, like the natural dance. And so I feel like our, as our physical temple become very prepared, we're able to be much more in harmony. And then, you know, we'll 
slowly moving in the direction of these cities of light and what have you. So as we're pulling it from what's held us back, what's just in in lack of unity, because we're becoming united again. And as we, as we, I feel a lot of us have passed the awakening. We now awoken. Now is to sustain it and be in the complete flow of it. Mm. Mm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, which also, I'm going to share this, which brings this to me, like, because, you know, I've had my center for a long time, and um, when I first opened this center in 2006, it was the first green uh, healing center in the U.S. that was recognized by Green America as the first socially responsible game company from that. And I really wanted to bring that higher awareness into it, but it was in Washington, D.C., where <laughs> so much was just not, like, you know, understood at that time. So at some point later, I was able to, um, I had a mystical experience in one of the, one of my business meetings in Los Angeles, and, and the voice came through that I had to take this teaching on the road, so I ended up closing my center in 2010. But getting on the road was to start bringing a lot of the teachings on the road to public speaking and talking and to a lot of my classes that I teach through the sacred breath and what have you, they're very ancient. And, just, and those who already start helping them just remember because I feel, Ronnie, there's really no teaching. It's just to remember. When you're in your own presence of truth, when you're carrying that, when some come, when another person comes into your field, they will remember. We don't ever have to teach anything to anybody. Just hold this mm. space by our own practice, and so the other one will remember the same within them. So from here forward, you know, a lot of my work is in South America because I've had to also just close everything up to be able to focus on a much, on this next level of my life, which is to build the materialization of these higher dimensional temples on earth so that the people have, people who have been fully awakened, who are under residence, they're able to be in a physical structure that holds them, that nourishes them, that there is no teaching, there's no talking, it's a silence, they're able to be harmonized in their true divine nature. So that's where I'm at right now in uh, my next phase of, uh, mm. of fulfilling my great divine plan here on earth. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I am just really happy and grateful that you were able to come onto the show and be a conduit for this wisdom and insight that everyone can benefit from and use to just create more more depth of awareness, more inspiration, more of that 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 spark of genius that is within everybody and to continue to hold that high frequency of self-love and compassion. Um, yeah, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, Ronnie, I'm so thankful to you for your genius and magnificence and particularly your grace. Your grace is very important and you are a very gracious man. And this, uh, this platform that you created for others and being able to um, have different speakers share their perspective so your audience can have a um, full perspective on what, what is what will hit, you know, what will inspire them and may whatever I share today be of service and to those who who are 
receiving it and just to remember all is within themselves. And mm. I'm always here to assist as well because I feel um, we are here to support one another and hand in hand and, mm. and to really, really, really be those uh, children from Mother Earth and just honor mm. her at the highest. Uh, for mm. me, everything is how can we live in real deep harmony for Mother Earth and and remember she's our great, great mother. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So where where can everybody find out more about your work? Um, I feel Facebook is the best right now because uh, things are changing with my website too because um, everything is about, uh, you know, my reverendship and particularly like the temple. So mm-hmm. I ask you to come on my Facebook page, which is Honey Borden, author, speaker, healer. And I put, I share a lot of videos that are planetary updates, a lot of Earthkeeper information and a lot of higher um, conscious messages and a lot of tips and stuff are also there. So especially if you're going through between the eclipses and moons and, and you're having some challenges, I often update what's going on and what are some of the things that you can do along the way so those are on my Facebook page which I appreciate to come there and feel free to ask questions I I usually do respond but I'm often on travel a lot so just be patient with me between the travel dates so I respond in a couple of days often Mm -hmm. okay perfect beautiful okay wow Mm -hmm. thank you again Ronnie I really am I'm in deep gratitude and uh and just deep, deep, deep space of thankfulness, appreciation. When when we come together, we share, and it's different languages we have where we are in our journey. We just create magic with it, and and just do a lot of good with it. It's very easy, and I feel very simple. And I'm very thankful again. Mm, yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. And for everyone listening. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show with our special guest, Honey Borden, and the amazing work she's doing on the planet and in service of all of you and all of us. And this kind of conversation is one of those that you're going to want to listen to, uh, you know, repeatedly. And that's like that with all these podcasts that really resonate with you and that you get these glimpses of insights of inspiration that speak to you. Um, don't let it be just a one-time encounter, you know, allow yourself to make the time to listen to these, these conversations repeatedly as new things will be um, relieve, uh, revealed to you, new insights will be released to you at the right time. So um, I'm very grateful for this and for all of you to tune in. And until next time, aloha. Mm-hmm.